one today. I didn't basically ran away again because Lakers won and he doesn't want to come on when the Lakers win. As uh, as we realized, I'm just petty, but we have special guests. We got Chris Ferguson, a.k.a. White Chocolate, a.k.a. holds all the records at Irvine High School, <laughs> a.k.a. holds records at Northern Arizona D1 basketball. How you no, doing, baby? Definitely not, but thank you for the kind words. Aiden, I'm going to try to hold it down for you while you're gone this week and I'll let Amir talk too much about your bulls. I had to uh, I had to replace him by somebody else that hates the Lakers. Probably not as much, but relatively close. Yeah, I mean it's not a hatred, but it's you know it's a uh, I'd prefer the other choice. Right, right. Okay, so let's let's get into uh, first. Uh, you know uh, something interesting happened. You know how everyone picked uh, Kawhi um, Leonard versus uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo in the finals, right? Yep. Well, we got a. Leonard versus the Antetokounmpo in the finals, just not the Kawhi versus Giannis. Probably not the uh, the duo that Vegas was uh, was putting on the board. Do you think they'll even get off the bench to play either of those guys? I mean, based on you know, based on last night's performance, anything's possible. You saw J.R. Smith out there too, so who knows? Yeah, when you're up by 30, you put J.R. Smith in. Otherwise, you don't put him in in the finals. That's a, uh, LeBron learned that, was it two years ago? Three, yeah. two years ago? Hey, I love seeing Dudley out there, though, playing mop-up time for the last minute and a half. That's golden. Hey, homie, he's he's still cashing those checks. He's still cashing those checks. Love that guy. Hey, I got a funny story about that guy, if you got a quick second. Go for it. So uh, in college, he actually came on a recruiting trip to NAU. And funniest part about this, our coach didn't even offer, said he wasn't good enough. So fast forward, ACC player of the year, been in the league for like 15 years now. Oh my gosh, we give my coach so much shit all the time in a, in a group text. Every time we see him get in the game, we're sending him a text about he still probably ain't good enough to play at NAU, right? <laughs> That's funny. Hey, you got to play. It's all that matters. You were starter. That's cool. So funny. So funny. But anyway. Can you, so you went to Boston College, right? That's where you ended he did go to Boston College and balled out was uh, ACC Player of the Year. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. That's really funny. Um, shit, see, this is why I bring you on. You you got some ex potential uh, stories of uh, NBA players and ex NBA players. So if you um, got them, throw them out there, homie. Absolutely. Um, okay, so let's get into game one. What was your takeaway? What was your thoughts before, during, and after? Well, you know, at the beginning of the game, thinking, all right, Miami's got that grit and toughness to potentially come in, make it close a little bit. They did their best in the first few minutes, and then we all saw what happened after that, just crumble town. But uh, after the game, I'll tell you what, if it's not a sweep, five is the max. I hate to say it. Trust me, as you mentioned, I do not want to crown the Lakers as the as the team this year, but it's not going past Past four and a half, I'm going to call it that. How's that sound? Yeah, it's a gentleman's sweep. Basically, like, I came in, I was late, so I got home, and I turned on, and they were down 23-10. And I'm like, ah, fuck. So I have a routine. I take a shot every quarter. So I took, like, a big old shot after that one just to calm my nerves. And what's the name? KCP hit two threes. And and LeBron, they just taken LeBron out. And the commentators were even saying, hey, um, doesn't look like Frank's really stressing on this. He, he's taking LeBron out. 
And within two minutes, they were down by one. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And then that was it. It was just blowout after that. Oh, so. that was ridiculous. And for all those uh, for all those bettors out there that bet the overs on the three-pointers for the game, yeah, they, they were feeling pretty good at that first yeah. half. Yeah, yeah. Once Rondo won one for five, but he made the first one, you're like, oh, shit. It's going to be one of those games. <laughs> yeah, it was on. But, you know, I hate to see the injuries, you know, Dragic and then uh, to Bam, that's – you know, it sucks because you do want to see a series. You want to see teams at their best, especially in the finals. And to see that, you know, the potential that uh, Dragic is, I think he's done for the, ser- for the series, right? So they, it's all over the place. He's doubtful, but based off the injury that they say he has, the plantar fascia or something like that, that he has a tear. If uh, What's the name was saying? One of the uh, commentators was saying that's like about a month-long injury to come back. Yeah. So, um, I mean, unless they shoot him up and he can do something, but... I don't think he, I mean, he was going to affect the series, but he wasn't going to change the series. Do you well, think? So? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you follow along. I know you've been in that hole just following the Lakers every game and watching nothing else, but he's been absolutely balling out. George has been incredible helping his team and uh, taking some some big shots and really taking the some of the weight off uh, Butler. So I absolutely think he could have. Now, I'm not going to say made it a seven-game series or win the series, but he but he definitely would have influenced it, in my opinion. Well, they were saying, so I was listening to one podcast, and they're like, oh, yeah, in the first few minutes of the game, you know, they were running the screen and roll with him, and Dwight wasn't able to stay in front of him. Yeah, but Dwight only plays six minutes. And then once he goes out, AD's going to stay with him. <laughs> you know, LeBron's going to stay in front of him. Like, you're not going to it, – it's just um, – I think – and then they were saying, you know, bam, oh, he was, he was going to stop AD. He was going to stop AD. He's the same built as LeBron. He's not going to be able to stop AD. Like, it's just not going to happen. That's not the type of guy he's going to match up with. He's quick enough, you know, to a, to a point. But, you know, throughout the game, AD's just going to wear him down. He's got so many tools that, that give me give me two people that can stay in front of AD for 48 if they need to. And then the other thing, it's, it's interesting. Like, I was just – if you look at the starting lineup for the Lakers, LeBron is the smallest front court player, right? Yeah. The other team's biggest guy is as big, smaller than LeBron. Yeah. Oh, it, it, it got exposed. You know, later on in that second and third quarter, it got crazy exposed. When you have Dwight Howard, which you mentioned his name, oh, my gosh. I haven't been a huge Dwight Howard fan, but he has found his, his home again, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, and, he and you just see a smile on his face all game. He's just happy in his role, ready to get a chip. And, uh, no, I'm, I'm happy for the guy. He's actually – showing some maturity and uh damn when he's out there that team is is playing well right now yeah uh, he's the one guy that's like he's like uh he he's a, you roll the dice with him sometimes he gets he gets a lot of stupid fouls he gets a lot of flagrants and technical and you like calm the fuck down he's still petty and childish oh yeah you're not relying on him to do anything except play d and rebound. That's it. If he gets you points, you're winning at that point, you know? So, I mean, back it up one series, right? Yeah. When he gets inside the Joker's head and gets a little shoving with Murray. I mean, call it what you wanted. I mean, he's, he's playing ball. He's doing his role as being the enforcer. You know, every, every championship team, you got to have some enforcers, you know, going back from the Celtics and the Pistons and the Bulls. I mean, they got enforcers in there, which make a difference. So he knows his role. Well, speaking of the last round, uh, we weren't expecting to play the Denver Nuggets. We were expecting to play the Clippers. Very true. 
um, as every Clipper or Doc Rivers, uh, well, most of Doc Rivers' uh, coaching career, the, his team choked and didn't surpass, uh, take advantage of a three-one lead. Yeah. Um, you you know, I mean, you're you're you play at a higher level when you're up three-one. A lot when you get to three-one or two-one, talent gets you there. But coaching is the one that finishes the series. Yep. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it, you know, you get that that complacency a little bit, and that's truly where a coach and his game plan. I mean, ultimately, the players are going to decide it, so don't get me wrong, but, you know, the coach really does have to have that mindset, that killer instinct to say, we are not giving them any hope. We are putting our foot, you know, on the pedal and pushing it to the max and, and finishing the series off. And, you know, I didn't see him do that. Some of the decisions and, you know, you even see him on the sidelines a little bit, and you're like, what the hell is he doing? You know, with some of the some of the uh, the roster spots and who he's playing, when and where, I you know some of it had my my head scratching. That's for sure. It's it's he's done. He so he has the most three one losses in his in the NBA, and I think he's got the most two one losses in his uh, in the NBA. And he just got a fucking other coaching job. Right, you know what? Uh, that's definitely not something you want to be known for for being the worst in that category for blowing big leads and everything are that except in boston except for we'll get to boston in 08 09 010 or 2010 but all his clipper stars that left hated him well all three of them i right uh, uh what's his name chris paul hates him blake hates him uh and then uh, deandre hates him too it's like every player you either I don't know it's just somebody was saying it's like a doc mentality all these guys have this doc mentality it's like what they're all just petty (laughs) well I mean yeah maybe that's uh that's part of his locker room that's what he uh what he vibes with you know when you're on his team it's great and he's he's all about you but the moment you're not uh he ghosts you I don't know maybe that's just his his mentality that he truly is in it just for himself I know he was a a great player, you know, back in the day as well, but great player, great player. All right. I use great loosely. He was a good player. All right. He was a, he was a 10, 11, 12 year NBA career player. That's what right. he was. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. He, I mean, he, you were, uh, he played, for, I can't, he played for the Knicks. He played for the Clippers. He played for Atlanta. I can't think of the other teams he played for, but like, he was. I, let, me, let me put it this way: He was a greatly traveled NBA player. How's that? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. I still use the word "great," but greatly traveled. How do you think he's going to do with the 76ers roster? Whew, man. <sighs> Who knows? This is a crapshoot. I mean, first off, who's going to be there next year? Right. Are, are they making some big move to get rid of one of the? I don't even want to say big two because Tobias Harris makes as much money as the other guys. Uh, you know, but all those guys, who's going to be there? I mean, at this point in time, they've they've done the process, and the process has almost run its course. Uh, what do you do? Do you trade one of the big names, guys, and try to go a different path? I don't know. Maybe he tries to put his own splash on it and who make it. Trade, who would you trade out of those? Well, I mean, let's say not Tobias because no one wants his contract. But out of the other two, who would you trade? Who would you be willing to trade? Uh, I mean, at this point, I mean, I would trade. I'd I'd trade Simmons if I had to out of the two. I think Embiid. Um, you know, knock on wood. For Oladipo? Simmons for Oladipo? I don't know. I don't even know if 
I'll be honest. I don't know if uh, if the well, I guess the Pacers would want to if Oladipo is going to leave. Well, plus, I mean that that gives them the point guard point forward that they want, and then you have Sabonis on the inside. You have him, I guess, if he can develop even a mediocre shot. But Oladipo is not as much inside, right? Or not Oladipo? I'm sorry. Sabonis is more of a stretch five, so he fits a little bit more with uh, Simmons. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I'll be honest. If you switch those two, those two players, though, I don't really think it's making a difference for each team. To be honest, it'll help the uh, 76ers? Yeah, it'll help them, but I don't think that's enough to put them over the edge. Well, what's over the edge in the East? To to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and to 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 sniff the champion, you know, championship run. Yeah, only, only to get swept by the by the Mavericks next year. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we forgot to get this. This man is a fucking Dallas Mavericks fan, and Luca is his boy. He went from he went from uh, Steve Nash to Dirk to Luca. Luca! <laughs> Luca, baby. Hey, MVP next year. Hey, if he lost, if he kept his weight down, he'd be a baller. What do you mean, would be a baller? He would be more, he'd be lighter. He'd be able to stay in front of, on the other end. Okay, I mean, don't say would be a baller. I mean, he's already a absolute baller. Lose, uh, you know, if he would have gotten in like basketball, like you know, solid shape, he would be a good player on both ends of the court. All right, now I know you didn't watch the NBA playoffs. Did you see what he did in the playoffs? Did you see his defensive side? <laughs> hey, we talking about defense right now? <laughs> NBA playoffs. Have you seen every game has been in like the hundred and teens, the hundred and teens? Hey. We Lakers run on D. Look where we are. It's incredible. Anyway, <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that later on. We'll, we'll get to that later, later, later. Okay, so okay, so coach Doc goes to the 76ers. Yes. Uh coach Clippers have an opening. Who do you think is a good setup for them? Oh man. Um, I mean, the inner workings, I mean, I don't know who uh who's super tight with Kawhi, but you know, the the name that's been floating around, Tyron Lu. Mm-hmm. And already, already an assistant. You know that's that's a name out there that I think. You know, if their relationship is pretty tight, I could see him. Uh, I could see Kawhi sticking around uh, for that. You know, and that's really and that's really important too. The something I was listening to today got me thinking. Also, do you think Ballmer made the decision on his own? Somebody brought it up. I think it was I think it was Jay Will uh, at one point said Kawhi had to have had a hand in that firing because you just you just don't let your superstar that you brought in not know about what's going on? Well, of course. I, I, I would think a smart GM or smart owner would be like, if he, especially since he only has one more year on his contract. Both of them yeah. only have one more year. So he basically went to, But here's the thing. Kawhi, just like he did with the uh, with the Toronto, was like, he was, you do what you got to do, I'll figure it out, you know? Yeah. And he left everybody in limbo. So you never know how or what he's thinking. But if you were a smart owner of GM, you would for sure ask him. You for sure, not you wouldn't necessarily check with Paul because you kind of hope he leaves. Yeah, yeah, playoff P. Yeah. <laughs> Side of the backboard P. <laughs> um, but you definitely check with him. And if he was like, I'm cool with him going, then you're cool with him going, you know? And uh, yeah, the I don't know what's been out in the media or anything, but uh, the sleeper that I was thinking is Mark Jackson. Man, if he came out of the booth and decided to to coach, 
I, I know he's a he's a New York guy, so that may not really fit in. But I think he would definitely, you know, get the respect of the team and uh, and maybe keep some of those guys together. He's got that toughness, which I think the Clippers are, you know, supposedly built on right. that defense, toughness. What about uh, Jeff Van Gundy? Van G- yeah, Van Gundy also. He'd be another option. Uh, I just think yeah, the two. I mean, I think you know Mark Jackson would come in and maybe make a little more splash with the team. And uh, uh, what about Dan Tony? I don't know where that dude's system is going to work right now. I mean, it would work there because they got the two guards, right? You had the two guards in Houston also. Yeah, but the, these two guards, I would, well, I put uh, Kawhi significantly ahead of um, Harden. Yeah, but I don't know if that system, honestly, if that really works because Dan Tony's system, let's, I mean, let's be real here. He doesn't preach defense. And those two guys, you know, they talk about Kawhi and, and uh, I can't even call him by his real name. A playoff P. PG thirteen. He's not rated R. He's just PG thirteen. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, those two guys really do battle on the defensive end. So if D'Antoni's like, hey, get up and down, get up and down. I mean, I don't know how that's really going to work for them because hey, they couldn't guard Murray. That's very true. But Murray was in an absolute zone. I mean, you have quote unquote the best two guard defensive players the, they're literally ranked basically in all stats one and two and they couldn't stop them hey all i'm saying is when you get in a zone and he was playing in the bubble you know same gyms all the time when you get in a zone and get that feeling man and he was in it for about a week straight murray was murray was unstoppable well he's in there more than a week he was in there he went a week with uh utah a week yeah, with sure. And then he couldn't get it with the Lakers, and Lakers, quote unquote, don't have any off uh, defensive players in the guard position, right? Well, not the guard position, but remember, Murray was we was attacking a ton, and the Lakers have crazy length, so I know that bothered him a lot too when he get in the paint a little bit uh, off the pick and roll. So I think that bothered him. Yeah, no, I, I just uh, I, I don't know who the coaching candidate would be good for the Clippers. I, I, it depends on. It's like, would you want that job if you don't know if Kawhi is going to stay the year after, or PG is going to stay? You know what I mean? Like, you're going to basically get stuck with you have no idea what in a a year. That's true, but at the same at the same token, I mean, you got the talent. You're not looking for if they didn't have those guys right now. I'll say, eh, maybe you don't. But they're not in a rebuilding mode. Whoever's going to take it is is truly jumping into a spot where they said we are one of the top five favorites to win the championship if everybody you know uh, kept the same teams in order on paper the coaches went into a great situation so most coaches will take that in a heartbeat you know just to say i got a chance this year not having to rebuild and go through the grind of it all um okay let's let's move on from one shitty team to another shitty team well not a shitty team a team that won a championship and they have a an 08, and they have a bunch of dudes that come off and just talk. A lot of – just they say make some horrible quotes. And I want your opinion on this one. This is Paul Pierce's quote on NBA Countdown. Players today are scared of LeBron. My era, out, my era is out of the league. We weren't afraid of LeBron. Draymond Green comes down and is like, enjoy retirement. <laughs> You're still – you still fear uh, LeBron. Shut up already. Where do you stand on this? You know, that's tough because you really look back and the game has changed so much. 
Um, no, I think that's a stupid comment. First and foremost, stop trying to be relevant right now. Your time has passed. Stop trying to make you know yourself look a lot better than the guys playing now. But the game has changed. If you really think about it, uh, the tough guys, as we mentioned earlier, you know, uh, earlier on in the show, those don't exist anymore, or at least aren't able to act on you know who they are. You know, you talk about the enforcers in the paint. How many times do you see a guy this year driving down the lane, getting knocked on his ass, and he raises his hand and just gets a foul, and that's it? It doesn't happen. Yeah, guys going in for layups and their off leg comes in the air. A natural layup motion are getting called for offensive fouls, flagrant ones, and all that stuff. So the game is not even the same. So truly, when you talk about like being afraid or tough, you can't you can't even compare it because guys these days they aren't attacking the basket. Um, you know, with fear they're going to get knocked down. It's such a, a friendly, friendly game out there right now, which uh, I don't know. I just, he's got to stay in his lane in my opinion. And Well, it's like, homie, you couldn't get anywhere until you got three other Hall of Famers on your squad. And then you, yeah, you took out LeBron, but it was LeBron versus four potential Hall of Famers. And out of that, you guys only won one championship. You have the same amount of championships as Dirk, and Dirk did that solo. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, respect to the Mavs, okay? I'm saying I'm giving mu- a lot more respect to the Mavs than I am to the Celtics squad that they had. They had, quote-unquote, a Hall of Fame coach. They had KG, con- considered one of the greatest defenders all around, blah, blah, whatever. They had Paul Pierce, who I've hated from day one, quote, Hall of Famer. They have Rondo, who's potentially a Hall of Famer. And that Ray Allen Hall of Famer. You couldn't win more than one championship. Hey, man, it's easy for him. Now, looking at that squad, is it kind of is easier for him to say we weren't afraid of him because look who we had behind him. Exactly. I mean, exactly. He, has, he has some dudes that, you know, you don't want to talk about anybody being a little cray-cray, but they have some dudes with some screws loose, right, that at any moment could take, you know, take, yeah. a, guy, take a guy out if he came down the lane. I mean, yeah. they would have no problem knocking LeBron on his ass. Yeah. And they couldn't. They couldn't, right? Like, he, it's just funny. And then KG's quote, I don't know if you saw that one, um, where he was basically saying, where is the quote? Uh, where'd it go? Uh, I can't find it now. But basically, he was just saying, uh, basically criticizing all the NBA players now that they're kids. They don't understand how um how to what the game is about and god where's the quote let me see if i can find it well of course they're kids the game has changed i mean all these guys are one and dones of course i mean you just you look at it they're the the age of the average team now is so much less than it was before so yeah they're they're a lot younger and of course and of course this is old man talking of course they're kids to him yeah yeah, it's. I just think they're all petty. I think that 08 team takes on the Doc Rivers persona. They were always complainers. They always complained to the refs and stuff. And then now that they're older, they fight amongst each other. They hate. They still don't like. Uh, what's his name? Yeah. Rattler, right. And then they just make these stupid ass comments. And you're like, oh, Doc always said, oh, we were undefeated when we had Perkins in the game. I'm like, you have four Hall of Famers and you're using Perkins as your excuse to losing to the Lakers. Come on now, homie. Hey, that's just somebody who's always going to have an excuse for, for for blowing the series. Yep, yep. And then and then another old man just making some oh, – well, let me read you this random uh, thing from the 08 Celtics. 
Doc Rivers fired from the Clippers. Paul Pierce is probably one of the worst NBA analysts. Perkins, the second worst hated, uh, worst analyst. Ray Allen is the hated by all the others. Rajon Rondo plays for the Lakers, which I think it'll be the own. There's one other player who's won a championship with the Lakers and Celtics, and that was like in the 60s, I think. And Kevin Garnett is still living in 08, basically. Jeez. I'll tell That's- you, if, yeah, reading that list, you're in the Twilight Zone. If right? you're talking about some of those guys being NBA analysts as well, but. I mean, hey. this is another old man. So this is a, a quote from Scotty a few days ago. I, I, there's two quotes he made, but let's focus on this one. He says about LeBron, he still has to prove he can be a leader uh, to his team. I think Anthony Davis has shown he's more valuable to them on the offensive end. Man, through the podcast, if you could just see me shaking my head right now, Scotty, shut the hell up. Like, he has to prove to you that he's a team leader. He's been in the finals nine of the last ten years with some pretty shitty teams. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, he didn't prove to the uh, to the Cleveland fans that he was a leader of that team. With can you name me two other players that were on that? Kyrie's injured basically every other game, and Kevin Love was dislocated shoulder or hip or whatever. Well, I'm talking pre those guys. We're talking. I- First Cavaliers run. In 07. Oh, I know he says, what was their center's name? Uh, Ilgowskis? Ilgowskis. I'm like, if you consider him a great player, homie, you, you're not a, you're not, a, I should not put you on this podcast anymore. He traveled. <laughs> right? He, no, he only played like six seasons. It was with Cleveland, and then he, I think he went to Miami for one, and that was about it. Hey, big we could ball though, okay? Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's just uh, sometimes I insert stuff and I'm like, oh, come on now. But Scotty is just all over the place. And then his other quote today was It's not NBA basketball to me, it's pickup basketball. There's no fans, there's no travel, there's no distractions. Really, to me, it's a pickup basketball. Yeah, you, you already uh, got your teams, you practice together, but it's more of a pickup type basketball because there's no fans in the stands. And then he uses uh, Rondo as an example of why, oh, he's making threes in the uh, bubble and he wouldn't in the regular season. Rondo is Rondo. He doesn't shoot high 3% percentage anyways, but I feel like the bubble is a pretty difficult place to play for what? Now it's going to be three months of without fans, without friends, without just leaving your house, basically, you know? You know, and that's something where watching a lot of the games and uh, and the difference is, the the teams are doing a great job. The bench players and the bench is amazing how hyped they're getting. But you have to. You think about it, you know, when you're going on a run, you need that emotion. You need, you know, a lot of times you feel off the crowd. And if you're not getting it from a crowd because there is no crowd, your teammates on the bench are getting hyped, jumping up and down over the little barrier. It's it's so much fun to watch, you know, after big dunks or blocks, these guys on the side going, going nuts. Um, it's tough. I can't imagine – Staying up like that for forty-eight minutes a game, you know, with no fans, with right, with all that stuff. I mean, that get, that gets you. That gets the adrenaline going. So these guys are doing a great job without that. Yeah, it's it's uh, I, I, just the mindset of it all has got to be so difficult to like go into a gym and you're used to playing in twenty thousand in front of twenty thousand, and now you're playing in front of like five people, six people, and it's quiet. You know, they can bring in any sound they want pump in but it's not the same it's you know it's i don't know it's it's crazy that 
all these old NBA players are saying stuff like this. It's like, I don't think a lot of these fools would have made it in the bubble at all. Well, yeah, just I'm just wondering where is the and I'm sure there it's out there. It's just not being you know talked about. But where are some of these ex guys you know talking like speaking praise about them right now? Right. I mean, I get it. You know, you listen to to Chuck and Shaq and those guys and Kenny, and they got some good stuff, and they're they're talking and you know being real about it. But where where are more of the old guys coming out and saying how incredibly talented these guys are? And you know, through all this, you know, they're putting on some pretty amazing performances in the bubble right now. So. We'd love and, to hear the old guys say that. And, you know, in the finals or in playoffs, you don't necessarily play the day after. You know, you'll have like three, two days off if you're traveling, especially in the finals. There's a lot of off days in between games and travel and stuff like that. So, yeah, they might be not traveling, but I feel like it's a lot more difficult to be in a hotel room, not in your own house for, for nine sure. months, you know? Well, so sure. Yeah, they talk about no distractions, but sometimes the distractions are, are good for you. Right? Yeah. I mean, this is tougher to just be constantly thinking about it all the time. You have no outlet. You know, let's say you had a bad game. Sometimes you need to get your mind off it for a little bit. Right. Yeah. Um, go, go to the court with some of these guys. I mean, who knows what the, they ain't able to do that right now. I mean, look at, look at, uh, Tyrone or not Tyrone Lou, um, Lou Williams. He literally left and went to the strip club because th- he needed to like that was his normal routine and he's like you know what i'm gonna fucking go do my normal routine people get hungry they need to eat their wings yeah doesn't matter if it's a strip club or not <laughs> you know uh, crispy wings uh okay okay let's go to okay so we're gonna start going into the little game system but i have one before we get to the games all right uh, which one would you rather have okay we're going old school all right if you're building a team for in their prime, would you have superconscious? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I jumped the gun. <laughs> Actually, I'll give you another one after this one. Prime Barkley or Prime Kemp? Ooh. Man. Probably be like 87. No, it would probably be like early 90s Barkley versus like 96 Kemp. You know? You know what? I'm definitely going to say Chuck. Really? Yeah. I'm going to say Chuck because... You know, you got you got camp high flying all over the place doing that. I don't know if I've ever seen, and of course it wouldn't be a highlight, but I don't even know if I've ever seen Sean Kent make a jump shot before. Oh, he used to throw a bunch of them on the Lakers. I hated it. <laughs> he had a decent the, range game. The value uh, Barkley could bring to the team and, you know, overall, I, I definitely would, would say him. I think Barkley plus uh, off the court, he's in, he would have been, especially if it's nowadays, his, he'd be off the chains entertaining, you know? He would just be so fun to have as a, I mean, especially if he was on one of those teams. But okay, here, here's another one. Prime Dirk or Prime, well, not Prime, but like, let's just say Luca of the playoffs. Oh, man. <laughs> Whew. This is going to be tough because Dirk is my man. Um you know, I'm a, I mean, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Luca because here's the thing. Let me tell you why. That's a really tough one. We're, I mean, we're talking 51%, 49% on this one. Okay? <laughs> Maybe even a smaller margin than that. Luca's got the ball every possession and can, can make plays. Right. You know, we're talking about distributing, getting in the lane, doing the right thing. You know, his step back is just – just ridiculous. We're not even gonna get into that tonight. But uh, yeah, no, I say I'd say Luca. I think we haven't seen the best of him. But if I can picture out what the next three, four, five years is gonna look like, where he's gonna be, 
uh, yeah, I would say he's going to add more value uh, than Dirk in his prime. I mean, that's that's crazy to say, but I think so. Okay, okay, okay. All right, let's get to the game side. Um, you want to go first, or you want me to go first? Yeah, yeah. No, I I got um, I have one here. It's a it's a top five all time. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hope here that maybe you can get maybe two of the five. Okay, okay, okay. So it's kind of an obscure topic though because. You know, I was thinking about the playoffs and, you know, some of the comments that people were making about not having any uh, being afraid and you don't have the bad boys and all that stuff. So my top five tonight for you is the all time leaders in technical fouls. Okay, is this all time regular season playoffs? All time. Okay. Okay. Because because right now, so you gotta remember, back in the day though, when when somebody hit you with a forearm to the face, you mm-hmm. didn't that was a common foul. So that wasn't the technical. So so keep that in mind. So you got a uh, top five here. Top five know. technical fouls. That's right. Okay. I, I'm gonna say uh, Rashid is for sure on the top to five. Absolutely, he had the uh, actually the the top season total. So he's he's up <laughs> three of all time. What's that? Three of all time. Oh, is he three only? Th- I thought he sh- for sure would be one. Like I feel like. He had one season where I think he had like forty some uh, technicals or some. Yeah, shit. I think it was forty one or forty three, but yeah, he had a, he had a grip. Um, okay, so he's there. Okay, do I get three strikes? You get you get three strikes. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna say Rodman. Yeah, absolutely, I was just about to say you got to talk. You got to think shit, shit talkers too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a hard fouls. All right, Rodman was number five on the list at two hundred and twelve. Okay, so I'm gonna say this, but I feel like I'm gonna be wrong. But when you said shit talking, this is we mentioned him earlier. He's probably the most. I'm just, Kevin Garnett to me is the biggest fake tough guy, one of the biggest fake tough guys in the league. You say Kevin Garnett? Yeah, he is not on the list. Strike one. Okay, okay. okay. Well, I'm sure if they went to top 10, he would have been there. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so... Um, who's another one that got a lot of teased? Alonzo Mourning? Oh, no. The uh, Kembe. The Kembe. The Kembe. The Kembe, he didn't get a lot of teased. He just did... I forget he for sure gets a piece. <laughs> no, that's strike two. I'm not even going to give you that other one that you threw in there. That would have been your third, but no. Um, okay, so give me a clue. All right. 90s, 2000s. All right, he played with the with the Lakers for a brief moment. And he is a major... What's that? J.R. Ryder? No, no, no. He's, he's, a, he's a pretty big name. Actually, two of them on this list played with the Lakers for a very, very, very short time. And they were supposed to win a chip. Dwight Howard? Think back a little further than that, my friend. They had the Magic Four at that time. Hmm. And you call yourself a fan. My God. Yeah. You said for a brief minute, homie. <laughs> Technical foul. Shaq? He is not on the list, but you're on the right team. I'm going to give you a, a fourth and a fifth uh, shot here. It's not Robert Worry. It's not Harper. It's not. 
came, came to the team for for maybe a short amount of time towards the end of his career. Carl Malone? Carl Malone leads with 332 techs. No way. Absolutely. Gary Payton. You know you're not allowed to cuss in Utah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not the U- refs aren't the Utah <laughs> refs aren't from Utah. <laughs> so Gary Payton's got to be on there too. Gary Payton, yes, he is number four, and you were just missing number two right now, and we just talked about him a second ago. A second ago, oh, Russ- in his prime, who would I choose? What's that? In his prime, who would I choose? Oh, oh, uh, really? Barkley's up there. Chuck, number two, my man. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, there's some other guys that I thought would have uh, definitely passed them. Yeah. That had their mouse and uh, they had longer careers then, right? Carmelo yeah. had a 20 year career. Peyton had probably like a 17, 18 year career. Um, I mean, Ben uh, Rishi Wallace didn't matter. He could have played one. He could have played five seasons. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then who was the other ones? Gary, you could see him though. I mean, I get it was a lot of just. Yeah. All right, stop talking shit. I'm gonna give you a tactical to shut you up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. He's he's just a big mouth. Yeah, that makes sense. And um, then Rodman, of course, during maybe his four or five year stint, he probably had years in what 95, 96, 97. He was just a character, and he was just oh, yeah. the other game. They're getting a tactical. So for sure. Okay, for sure. I got a list for you. All right, this is a fairly easy one, but I thought it was. Some of these are surprising. Okay, I have a top fifteen, but we could do top. 10 if you want. Okay. Top 10 selling NBA jerseys during the restart. Ooh. During the restart. Okay, so not not just at the beginning, but while this whole thing's been going on. So in the bubble. Basically, the bubble top selling jerseys. All right. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say LeBron James. Number one. Okay. Uh, can we get uh, Giannis in there? Uh, yep, number five. Okay, uh, let's go AD. Number three. All right, uh, let's keep going. Uh, maybe a little Dame time. Uh, number eight. Okay. Littered, right? You're, that was littered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there any other Dame time that you know? Uh, you know what, homie? <laughs> I don't know. Once again, eight. Once again, expand your mind away from different Lakers, okay? Uh, okay, so that was eight. All right, let me try to pronounce the first and last name now so you'll maybe understand. No, no, no. no. I, I, hey, I guess who you were talking about, but you know what? Uh, based right, off, let's, go. let's go. Luka Doncic. Luka is actually number two. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, let's see. Let's see here. Whew, what are we at? Uh, what are some other good players here? My One, goodness. three, five, eight right now. All right, all right. Uh, let's go to the East for a minute here. Um, maybe Jimmy Butler. Number 10. Okay. Uh, of course, you got to go Kawhi. Number 9. You got to go uh, PG-11. Mm, no. No, okay. So that's one strike. Okay, so we had Kawhi. PG-11, sorry. That, that flew by on my head for a second. <laughs> He's not good enough. He's not going down. <laughs> he went from playoff fall to PG-13 to PG-11. <laughs> He's getting worse by the day, okay? Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of some of the teams now after watching all those. So, uh, you, 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 you have, I got Joel Embiid. 
Joel Embiid is uh, not on the top, not even top 15. Um, I will say number four just left the bubble. Just left the bubble. All right. So, oh, we got uh, Jason Tatum. There you go. Okay. We're going to have to go with somebody on the Nuggets. Uh, Man, maybe Jamal Murray? Nope. Yeah, that was a stretch. Oh, Donovan Mitchell, baby. Donovan Mitchell. No. Who is buying these jerseys? So you're missing – okay, so on the top ten, you have all of them except two. And I will say this. Neither of them even played. Neither even played. Oh, my God. Who was hurt? A lot of players were hurt. Didn't play it. Didn't play at all. Didn't play at all. But was were they in the bubble though? One of their teams was. The other team was not. Oh my god! Are you kidding me? Okay. Think about like NBA players, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, players that weren't in the bubble. One of them is on the East, one of them is on the West. Uh you know what I. God, I don't even know who didn't even who didn't even participate in the bubble. I we got the Sacramento Kings. They don't have anybody. No, but this team, this guy's team, didn't even make it to the bubble. I know. Oh, damn! You uh, made the bubble. There was like three teams that didn't. Two teams that didn't make the bubble on the West, right? Yeah, this is crazy. I I, I have no idea. These guys, I mean, Zion is it? But if you're saying guys that didn't play, I don't even know because I only focus on the guys that are playing, man. Okay, um, number six, Steph Curry. Oh, my God. How can I forget the chef? <laughs> and then seven, Kevin Durant. <laughs> oh, unbelievable. Maybe two of the top five players in the game. But I was saying Durant beyond. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, and then number 11 was Kemba Walker. 12 was Kemba Walker. Uh, 13 was Westbrook. 14 was Jokic. And 15 was John Morant. Oh yeah, you got me with the guys that didn't play. That threw me for a loop. Yeah, yeah. Those are like I wouldn't have when when I read this and I saw bubble, I didn't even think of those two whatsoever. I was like, all right, they gotta be, you know, they gotta be playing for me to be in this. These guys are so popular, they don't even need to play nowadays and they their jerseys sell, you know? Well Durant's would sell because he's on a new team, new number, but Steph Curry number six, like I feel like everybody that needs a Steph Curry jersey has a Steph Curry jersey. You don't need it. Yeah, it's not like Golden State changed up their uniform colors or anything or got something new, but that's yeah, that's wacky. Yeah, that that's that, uh, that high profile. I mean, he was in some commercials, but nothing that would get you to number six, I think. Right, right. All right, homie, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you for sure. joining. Thank you for replacing Iden and being a Laker hater in his place. Um, all I'm gonna say is Heat and five. <laughs> Uh, so, no, which game do you think that he will win out of the rest of them? You said- I think they're going to win their first game of the preseason next year. That'll be the next game they win. Wow. So, sweet for you. Sweet for I, you. Yeah, I wish it was going to be a better series, but I, I think it's going to be a sweep, unfortunately. So, uh, you know, I usually say if you think Aiden is wrong, let me know. If you know Chris Ferguson is correct, let us know. <laughs> and uh, I'm, for once, on the same side as the other person on this podcast. That is really tough to say also because I wanted to support Aiden and, and give you shit. But I hate to say it. I think it's going to be a sweep, man. So enjoy your uh, enjoy your parade watching 
nobody drive down the street because they're not having the parade? I will be in my car driving down Figueroa <laughs> honking my horn. <laughs> you, you definitely would. Aiden and I are going to be on the side throwing eggs at your car. Yeah, no, Aiden for sure would. <laughs> Vindictive Aiden for sure would. <laughs> All right, man. All right, thank you for joining us. Uh, and maybe we might have uh, Chris Ferguson on a little more often if he has some free time. Thank you for joining us. Talk to you soon. Peace. Bye.